You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Wheels, happy Hanukkah. Yeah, happy Hanukkah to you. You famously are the Hanukkah Grinch. You said a year or two ago <laughs> that no Jewish people give their kids presents. Those were your exact no, verbatim no, words. No, that's not exactly Exactly. What I said, that's not what you meant, but those are your exact <laughs> words. There's many witnesses. Yeah. It's literally on, on tape if someone wants to go find yeah, it. Yeah, so my wife was, was you know, we live in a, a suburb which is uh, sort of very spoiled. The yeah, you move there, to like a, like a fancy upper class neighborhood and you're going to suffer for the rest of your life and your kids are going to be spoiled brats. Yeah, so so that's why we send we send our kids or we are intending to send our kids to a school in another town which is a bit, you know, relatively sure. more modest. Yeah, am I allowed to say that the principal was my least favorite teacher in my, uh, you know, 16 years of uh First okay. grade through college. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think he's a podcast listener. No. I would say that would be a universal opinion of everyone who was in his class. Also, it's pretty. It's just funny. Right. To be but in. our yeah. second. <laughs> but our second son, uh, Kobe, who's four today. Happy birthday, Kobe. Mm-hmm. He uh, this year because he's too small. We thought to ride the bus to the other town is going to the local school. And my and my wife was doing carpool yesterday, and he's in a carpool with a bunch of middle schoolers. My four year old for some reason. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me about the conversation that they were having about their Hanukkah gifts, and she was like, "Oh my God, this is why I hate Englewood. This is why I hate." This I assume school. it's mostly Fortnite talk with the middle schoolers. Mostly. So yeah, I, I told you a few weeks ago where one of them was complaining that he was only allowed to play three hours of Fortnite a week. Oh yeah, which is insane. But I know they were talking about like you know for Hanukkah they got an iPhone and they got a this and they got a that and da 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 da. And this is like on day one, and it's ridiculous. And, and my a, kids get nothing. My, my my kids get a piece of Hanukkah guilt every night and a dreidel, and they're happy with it. So. They get a dreidel every night. I mean, dreidels are for, for like cost four cents. No, so. but I'm saying like, who would who needs eight dreidels? It's just the opposite. Why well, would I the, want? The, some of them light up. Some of them play sounds. I'm gonna go the other way. I haven't seen a dreidel yet on Hanukkah. Well, 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 you're the one who's uh, withholding from your children. My kids don't want dreidels. They want presents and they want to play with their presents. They don't want to freaking play with a dreidel. It's not the 1400s. <laughs> My, I'll tell you, so yeah. we get, my wife uh, also spoils our kids. We don't have to live in a super fancy neighborhood for our kids to be spoiled. So she gets, they each get eight presents. That's and, and it, but some, I mean, it's not but, like. But all eight aren't like, you know, like an Xbox. Yeah, the number one is really big. And then, and then like, you know, maybe eight will be okay. Like, yeah, no, they're not all Xbox. Like there's one main one. So my son, my, my four-year-old son. He got his like main toy on the first night, and he was excited about it. But then I I, I took him out um, 
on on the town yesterday and I said like hey like what what do you what else do you want for Hanukkah not that I have any say in what we get I'm sure the Britons already bought I was just making conversation with a four-year-old and he said like uh he wants um paper and I said what do you mean he's like well you know Abba, I I come into your office like 20 times a day to take a piece of paper from the printer so I could color or do projects or whatever cut it up and staple it you know whatever uh so I want my own paper so that's brilliant. Unbeknownst to me, my wife, like he had already told us to my wife, because she actually like speaks to the kids often. And she with, with the store she went to to get um, like the real presents, they sold like printer paper and she had them wrap all the presents like his toy microwave and all these things. Uh, so she had them wrap the paper. <laughs> so yeah. she said like they thought she was insane. But then uh, last night he unwrapped his paper, his uh, present and it was paper. And uh, he was much happier than, like, any $100 present could, you know. Uh... Yeah, so why are you wasting money on the fancy presents? Because she's a sucker. Like, the kids get whatever they want. You go on a phone, you want this. Like, if it was up to me, they'd yeah. get one present. Kids have to be told no. Kids, especially yeah. boys, like, who are never told no, like, good luck with them later on. Please. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually lucky. I actually was asking Jen about this when she was complaining to me about the spoiled brats on carpool. You know, because I don't know how many non-Orthodox American Jews don't give their kids Hanukkah presents, but the number's got to be in the single digits. So the fact that I happen to marry one is uh, just my good fortune. Yeah, but you guys are also like a little more blue collarish for people who, you know, not that you didn't and grow Jen up with also, privilege. By the way, but... Jen's birthday, Jen was born on Hanukkah, so she got screwed double. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, also, so then my wife, do you and your wife get each other Hanukkah presents? No, of course not. Right. So we no, never have. We, my wife and I don't even get each other birthday presents anymore. And yeah, then, but but also you have to you have to explain to people like Hanukkah is not Christmas. It's not Christmas. Like no adult gets. Rob a was present. saying, yeah, and Rob was saying that the the Christmas present from from you know boyfriend spouse, to girlfriend yeah, or pressure. spouse is bigger than birthday, yeah. which yeah. even the, the even the biggest Hanukkah maniac on the planet would not would not posit that that is yeah. true. So yeah. uh, first night, the kids all get stuff. There's like a bag of twenty things because they don't just get one thing. Like my son got the paper. You'd think, oh, that's a funny gift. She felt bad about just giving him the paper, even though it was the only thing he wanted. So he, that's what he wanted. He also got a shirt. This woman. Yeah, I agree. She's insane. Yeah, for the first time ever, I'm on Team Akiva over Team Mara. So I, I, she, they're, they're very spoiled. And it's funny because she grew up much more like you and your wife. Like, I grew up in a neighborhood exactly like where you were raising your kids, mistakenly. I, um, she didn't grow up like that. She didn't grow up with a lot of money. And she... Um, wasn't spoiled with that, but like she, I guess she never heard the word no, and she thinks the kids are never allowed to hear the word no. So, uh, so anyway, my kids get the present. She never heard the word no. I guess she didn't know how to say it either, which is how she ended up getting married. Yeah, hundred percent. So. <laughs> so then, uh, well, she heard a lot of people saying no, do not do that. Why are you marrying yeah. this twenty-year-old? Uh... I told my sister, by the way, I said, whatever you do, I said, I don't care who you marry, but do not marry the first guy that you date. And uh, my sister also did that. So sure, <laughs> I know a, a lot of people who grew up like us who married the first person they date a ton. So, but who who didn't even like you know have a break and date anyone else in the interim? They just went straight. One hundred percent. We have a lot of yeah, we know mistake. a lot of people who are married to the yeah. first person they dated. So, yeah, I'm, and I'm saying it's a big mistake. <laughs> so I will do it better than next time. Not too so, late. So I well I wasn't the first person I dated, but Mar- I was the first person definitely that Mary dated. Um, the uh, what? Well, oh, so she gives out the presents to the kids. Look at this player suddenly. No, back. not really. Um, she so she gives it the the presents. And then she turns and is like, here, Akiva, 
and I unwrap stuff, and it's like a bunch of foods I like, like Fruity Pebbles and Twizzlers. She got like a bunch of food things. She got me a gift. For you. I was not. So now I'm completely stunned. Like I didn't even consider getting her a gift because this is our 15th or 16th Hanukkah together, and we haven't. Get, maybe when we were like dating, we gave each other presents, but like it's been a decade since I've gotten a Hanukkah present from anybody. My my grandfather sends a a, a check. But he doesn't even tell me. Like, he just deposits it in a, in a Citibank account for me. Um, that's it. So now what do I do? So the next day, I went to, you know, it's donut season because it's Hanukkah time. I, I went to the mall, and I picked out, like, all the fancy donuts. There was no prices. And you got to explain that in America, whereas latkes are, like, the dominant Hanukkah food, Correct. in Israel, it's, it's donuts, donuts by Correct. a massive Correct. Margin. Correct. Yeah. In America, there, it's becoming slightly more popular, but there's only a couple stores where you could really get this. Let's put it this way. I've lived in Israel for several years, mm-hmm. like over Hanukkah, and I didn't know the word for latka, which is Livivot, right. until this year. When my, when yeah, my, yet, when I, my I mean, kid yeah, came home talking it. about People it. People do make it at home. School. And our, our, our neighbors, if you have like a neighbor of like Moroccan or whatever origin, they make these Moroccan donuts called Svinge that are amazing. They're just yeah. like these fried donuts that are a little different. That are better. So, the, and the donuts here are worse. The donuts in America are better, but um, the don't. So the wait, you'd rather have an American soufflé than no, a not a soufflé, not not place. the jelly donuts, but a general in but general like right. a glazed donut is going to be better in America than in any other country. Yeah, but that's not the kind of. But that's not like a Hanukkah no, donut. it's not. It, so it's it's glazed, and the fancy ones have taken over the last decade, like the super elaborate, you know, eight things going, and it's like an art project. So my so I just put a bunch of them i took my son out uh and and he was just putting them in the box and i didn't look at the price and then i paid for them and like i like my glasses fell off my face how much money i spent on these donuts so now she spent like ten dollars on uh, like getting me some fruity pebbles and twizzlers and snacks and i spent like an just obscene amount of money getting her donuts and then i take them home and my son starts crying like no you can't give them to her now because this is like 11 a.m so you have to wait until we light candles which is like seven hours so i'm like well the donuts are gonna get hard and he's hysterical. My wife's like, I don't want them now. Stop. Like, like, listen to him because, of course, the kids are always right. We're, I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. And then, like, he runs. He gives her the box at, at 6 p.m. The donuts are not fresh anymore. Um, and he gets all the credit. And now, like, I spent, like, a zillion dollars and didn't even get her a present. And So there's, like, a big salad situation. It is. It's a big salad situation. And, uh, like, uh, and also her birthday is soon. Like, mine just was. So she's probably just playing the long game, like, well, now that I got him this, like, I have to guilt him and get, getting a birthday present. And I don't know, do you, like, what do you normally get your wife for her birthday? Do you get her jewelry? Yeah, I just bought my wife her birthday present last night, actually. Do you know, like, do, have you ever bought your wife jewelry? Yeah. I don't know, like, I would happily buy jewelry. Well, I don't, what, else, what else do you buy, wife? How, yeah, how do you else. know what to buy, though? How do you know what jewelry is good? Well, you know, traditionally, Akiva, when someone's in a relationship with someone for many years, yes. they listen and they learn. Right. Now, um, <laughs> yes, I have been together with but her But also, since like, the obvious move as a guy is you give a gift and you say, like, you know, if you don't like it, return it, exchange it, and my feelings won't be hurt at all. Sure. Which is true. My, they won't be. Well, I, but I, like, I have the problem. Well, one, year, one year, I did give my wife a gift which backfired spectacularly. She hated it. And in hindsight, it was incredibly dumb. And I'm not even going to say what it was because it was so stupid that I thought that she would like it, but... I don't understand, but how do you know like what jewelry she would like? I would, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm just saying from experience, I've been dating her since 2004. I, I I, if I was dating my wife for 500 years, I wouldn't know like what <laughs> earring she likes. I don't understand. Maybe there's a chip missing in my brain, but like this seems like an impossible problem to me. I don't know. And like, I in theory, if she was the type of person that have like friends who knew, but I don't, I, I don't know. I just would want to like, I, I tell my wife what I want. I'm like, hey, this is what I want. You could get it if. If, if you'd like, but it, to, that wouldn't work with her. It wouldn't count 
if she just told me what to get her and I bought it. Yeah, you get no credit then. All right, speaking of gifts, the Mets were gifted uh, Robinson Cano and an elite closer. Uh, not really gifted because they gave up their firstborn son, Jared Kalenic, for it. Uh, in addition to their... So so you like the trade, mm, then? Not really. I, I Listen, let's Tony not... Kornheiser loves it for the Mets, so... Yeah, I'm very concerned. <laughs> Tony Kornheiser, he's, he's an expert on the Mets farm system, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I Listen, I'm... He's like, what's not to love? An all-star closer? A possible Hall of Famer? who they give up? Nobody I heard of! <laughs> listen, Kalenic would have to be really, really good for this to trade to totally backfire. I just it just didn't seem like if you're getting a star, I understand that they treated Cano like he was an asset when the Mariners were just going to dump him for nothing. The Mariners dumped Gene Segura for nothing, and he's yeah. Much the younger Gene Segura than, trade to me is much worse much for the worse, Mariners than this. But one. I don't. So this th- th- this trade I like from the Mariners' perspective. I mean, if you're a Mets fan, you have to make the playoffs this year, right? They they stunk last year. How could they make the playoffs? Because they have a good closer. Well, now? okay, but hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Going into thing. last year, you and Rob were both definitely going to the over on whatever that number was, and you thought they were going to make the playoffs. I thought you guys were nuts. But the truth is, the team has great pitching. You know, if you have if you have a healthy Degrom, a healthy Syndergaard, all you need to do is increase. You know, obviously you have a better closer now, or you know, a, a deeper bullpen. All you need to do is in, increase your your offense a little bit. I mean, but they don't spend money, so I don't I, see how they're going to do that. They're talking I, about I, trading I think, like seriously. I think the Mets should be a team that's winning eighty-five Luda. games next year. Yeah, that and doesn't if you win eighty-five you games. Playoffs. You're in the wild card race. I mean, the, look at the Nationals. The Nationals are better. The Phillies are better. The Braves are better. Congratulations on being better than the Marlins. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I'm not. Listen, they're they do have a ceiling that's higher now, and but they need to add another hitter, and I don't see it happening. Alonzo Cano, Rosario McNeil. Conforto, Nemo, and Cespedes injured. Like, that's exciting. I don't know if that's exciting. Uh, when is Cespedes back? It's going to be a while. Definitely a month, but I think even longer. A month into the season. I think longer. Saying. I think longer than that. Uh, and okay. the Met month is famously two years. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's basically what's going on. Um, you didn't have any. You didn't. You're, you don't watch any college football. Do you not even watch like the college football playoff? No, I watch college football. It was so clear to me that Georgia's better than Oklahoma and Ohio State. Well, first, okay, I don't think anybody's disputing that Georgia's the the you know the only team. So that my can point is like I have been asking. I but even, you're not you're not you're not choosing the best teams. You're choosing the best seasons. I emailed uh, Robbie, newly married Robbie, uh, who's a big college football fan, like a month ago, and said, "What happens if Georgia beats Alabama, um, and and then everyone else has one loss?" And Robbie thought they were going to leave Alabama out, which was definitely wrong. No, there's no chance. They would not have left Alabama out. They would have left Oklahoma out. Nobody would have had a problem. Oklahoma's not that good. Like, Oklahoma should have yeah. lost West Virginia. I mean, their offense is good. Their offense is good, but, but they're not like a team that anybody yeah. could really be upset is not in the Final Four. Yeah, but I mean, it'll be exciting to watch like a 60 to 45. I know. I, yeah, I think the truth is like if Alabama, uh, Oklahoma has a chance to beat Alabama. I'd say Oklahoma has a much better chance to beat Alabama than Notre Dame does to beat Clemson. Because like, Oklahoma's going to score points. If Alabama has a game like they did against Georgia where they just don't score for a half, they're not going to be able to catch up like they did against Georgia. Um, so you think Oklahoma has a better chance at the upset? Yeah, 100%. Oklahoma has a better chance at the upset then. I'm not saying they're going to pull it, but I think Notre Dame has no chance against Clemson. I mean, I mean Pitt, Pitt's coach played within, both teams. Has said. Alabama had a game other than Georgia within 20 points all year? I mean, I they were tied so. to a D2 team like the week before. Half time, they might have a little bit of like well, the of the 07 Patriots where it's time. like they sort of peaked early and now they're sort of – one, they, they only play that one close game. Like they don't have a lot of close game experience. Their quarterback looked awful in the last game. 
They don't have close game experience because they're winning every game by a million yeah, points. So, so they'd be a better team if they won by less. No, but like, once you get a new close that. game, who knows what's going to happen? Will they tense well, up? They won their close game. They've won every game close or far. Um, so. And then, uh, yeah, so the Pittsburgh coach who played Clemson and Notre Dame said that Clemson is, is like playing a different sport than Notre Dame. Uh, let's talk about yeah. let's talk about the NFL because that's what that's what we get paid the big, big bucks to do. Yeah. Uh, do you ever root? For, right. When was the last time you rooted for the Vikings to lose for draft reasons? I think it's been a while. I never right? have. I never have. You never root for them to lose, even if they're I mean, the number I one never pick root for any of my teams to lose, even when it's strategically the right decision. I mean, the all-time worst example of this was was the Washington Minnesota game in like week fourteen when Adrian Peterson tore his ACL, was injured. Obviously, he came back the next year to have his insane 2,000-yard season, but he was gone for the season, looked like he'd be gone the next season, and they ended up winning that game in Washington, the consequence of which is that Washington picked one spot ahead of them, picked RG3, who looked like a franchise quarterback, and, and you know, the Vikings got screwed over there. Uh, you know, again, obviously, RG3 ended up, you know, having one season and then falling apart, so it didn't look as bad in hindsight, but I, I cannot root for any of my teams to lose. You know, the, the, the famous Mark Madsen game where uh, Mark Madsen attempted 11 three-pointers in the second half yes, in overtime? Yes. Even in that game, you know, I, I, even though intellectually I understand it, emotionally I cannot ever root for my teams to lose. So, I hear you. Yeah, it was weird rooting for them to lose this week because it's like still a little early and they don't need a quarterback. So ultimately, what are you doing? Um, if Darnold is like, I really need Darnold to show me something this at the end of this year. Like, I need Darnold to have some sort of two minutes. Yeah, but look, Jared Goff showed nothing in his rookie year. Yeah. And was great. I know, his but I need some year. hope. The Jets have Mitchell like Trubisky showed nothing in his rookie team. year and has been much better this year. I'm not writing off Darnold if he doesn't do anything the next four games, but yeah. I need something. But you'd to like to see him do something. Last, and yeah. you know, today I really had one of the most devastating things that's ever happened to me happen. Uh, yeah, you said to me early this morning that it was the best sports day of the year, true. and I intentionally did not respond because I knew it was going to be some trollish comment about some dumb sport. Yes, that it I don't was going to be a trollish no comment. I mean, hundred percent uh, earnest. Like, there's no, uh, like I was, I am, I was happier today for the start of the biathlon season than I was for week one of the NFL. Like, that's not a joke. Okay, then you know what? Let's stop this podcast, and you can go find some Swede to do a biathlon podcast. I with. tried starting right. a biathlon uh, fantasy league. We'll come in back to, I don't even know how many fans, how many days. I don't know how biathlon works. I don't know. Biathlon <laughs> I, is I the mean, one where you ski well, and, be and zero shoot fans. a gun, right? There would be zero fans. Yeah. There would be zero listeners. <laughs> um, but the, the thing about gun, biathlon right? is it's, it's three months a year because it just is in the snow. So, like, I've been yeah. waiting nine months for this. And now, like, there was a Family Guy episode all about biathlon a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah, Meg is an Olympic biathloner. Yeah, so I, it, I'm waiting nine months, and I'm so excited. Uh, and well, th- there was a relay on Sunday. I know nobody cares, but humor me for a minute. And I'm like oh excited. God. Oh, the U.S. is going to win. The first minute, the U.S. woman trips, falls, breaks her gun in the middle of the race. So it's over. I waited nine months for you to break your gun. Um, you feel like there'd be more accidental shootings, right? <laughs> I mean, what if there was like a like a road rage incident? It would be like insane. Cut somebody it would off be crazy. Also. I mean, yeah. that would be bananas. It, 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 well, are they shooting like like what kind of bullet? Are they real bullets? Are they blanks? Like, what uh, are they shooting? I should probably know. I mean, it doesn't matter. You could probably hurt somebody with. I'm whatever. sure it could injure somebody. I mean, and also they're shooting like the th- they're shooting. It's at such a small target that it's like uh, it's crazy how good they are. Anyway, yeah. it's like shooting. It's like free throws but with guns. That's how I that's how I explain it. It's like a race, and then you stop to shoot free throws, but the free throws are with your gun. Um, that sounds really exciting. <laughs> Well, if free throws were with guns, like, can you imagine, like, uh, Damian Lillard, like, goes to the line down yeah, two I mean, and he's got a freaking Gilbert gun. Arenas. Uh, all right. Yeah. So what's the 16th best NFL game this week? All right. Well, you already discussed it. It's the Jets at the Bills. Uh, we don't need to discuss it at all. Um, would you? Oh, no. But let's discuss one thing. 
If you were a GM starting a new team right now, would you rather have Josh Allen or Sam Darnold? I'd rather have Sam Darnold. Josh Allen, uh, much like Trubisky, actually, has shown that he has an ability to be a dynamic runner. Yeah. But he's, a, but he's he can't exactly hit, like, as bad at throwing the ball that we thought he would be. Yeah. We knew what he was. He did not let us off the hook. Um, what's the 15th best NFL game this week? All right. By the way, I'm picking Buffalo to win. I assume you are as well. Yes. Yeah, Buffalo's a three and a half right. point favorite. I, I think I like uh, them at minus yeah. three and a half. You guessed it at like six and a half or something. All right. Uh, n- another meaningless game, Detroit at Arizona. Similar situation. Yeah, Nothing this game is awful. I, the, win. I think this year, the result, some results this year have made less sense than any year from the last like eight, ten years. Arizona winning in Green Bay, Buffalo winning in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Arizona winning, like, I know Green Bay stinks, but still, like, Arizona's not even trying. Yeah, they were 13 and a half Which is why the, think, the game so. that we will discuss soon, I assume, Atlanta-Green Bay, is such a head-scratcher, because it's two teams that are awful not trying. Yeah. Like, so that, that is the next game on this list, and if somebody would have told you that in week 14, neither team would have any playoff possibility With the whatsoever. quarterbacks, because I, mean, I would have, if you told me yeah. Atlanta-Green Bay is 14, yeah, I would like, say okay, Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers yeah, crashed into each other. I would say it's, it's yeah. uh, Deshaun Kaiser, sorry, versus Matt Schaub. Um, yeah. That would have made sense. <laughs> Matt Schaub's still in the NFL, that's incredible. That, listen, these backup QBs, you got to fail out of the league unless you just don't kneel yeah. up for the National Anthem. Like, you well, I, I tweeted about, uh, I don't even remember who it is. Which backup is it? Josh Johnson, I think. Yeah, Josh Johnson. He's played for 12 NFL teams. He's attempted a pass for one, one of them. One team. No, 12 pro teams, yeah. not even NFL teams, I think. No, it's 12 NFL teams, I thought. Oh, really? Because he was also oh, on like the Edmonton Eskimos. Yeah, and then he's also been on a couple teams in other leagues. Yeah, he's been on like 14. He was literally the first draft. Yeah, in, so, in that, I'm like, sure he's thrown passes for all those guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> taking above Hackenberg. Like the, they have, probably have to buy. By him way, out. Hackenberg was like the last pick in that draft, even in the AAFL, AAFC, whatever it is. Yeah, not great. <laughs> uh, he was taken in a later round in that draft than he was by the Jets. They would, the they wouldn't let Hackenberg in the AYFFL. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Right, so I have so, uh, uh, who are you pick? Who are you picking Detroit at Arizona? This is an interesting one. Arizona. Uh, you know, Arizona. Arizona, I was going to pick them, but, you know, they famously they have no home field advantage and it's in a dome. But uh, about, You don't think Arizona all the excited also, Lions fans are going to come to Arizona for this game? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, yeah, like Arizona just won in Detroit and I don't know if Detroit, excuse me. In I think Bay, Detroit so fans are, are, and they've been like this for decades, but like if you're a Detroit fan, you have a quarterback in your prime and you still somehow have a hopeless team. I don't like there's no there's no way to solve this. Yeah, but there's not a single person in the state of Michigan who cares about the NFL more than college football. So, well, I got bad news for them. Michigan's yeah. not good either. Michigan State's not well, good. Well, but it's a great celebration, actually, uh, for Michigan now, you know, that their uh, arch nemesis is gone from right. Ohio State. Right. Uh, so. I mean, it will be exciting to lose to Ryan Day instead of losing their player. <laughs> it's a totally new thing. Yeah. Uh, By the way, my son, my four-year-old, so I mentioned to him today that, that Bubby, his grandmother, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jen's mom from Michigan, is flying into New Jersey today to see him for his birthday. And so he said, is Zadie coming also? And I said, no, he's not. And he said, oh, I know why. And I said, why? He says, because Zadie is sad that Michigan... He's too sad to fly because Michigan lost. <laughs> Does he care that much that he like would be like... like Does Zadie care that much? Later? No, right? I mean, Zadie's pretty depressed. I don't know if he would like not show up to his son's birthday. Well, I would say like Robbie would miss work, yeah. probably missed work after, that, after they lost to Ohio State. Yeah. I was shocked, actually, that both Robbie and my father-in-law... I heard from both of them the, the night yeah, of the loss. I thought they both year, sort of disappeared. It was either last into... year or two years ago, Robbie like fell off the planet, you said, for, for like a week. But I, they're so used to it at this point, they've become beaten down like a Jets fan or a Lions fan who just not, doesn't even expect to lose but knows they're going to lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's what, like the same thing with Detroit and, and with their with their statemate, uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Like, you lose like a three-point game, it's like, all right, we'll get them next year even though it sucks because we never win. 
they're like they're just inherently broken. Like if the other you know the other teams are better, more athletic in Michigan's case, or just have more talent. Like Detroit had good receivers this year, and they they have a running back who's competent. Like I there's just something like so flawed in whatever they're doing. And I said Ebron would be good on the Colts this year, and you said no. And Ebron's been incredible. And like that, it, there's just one thing I've really come around to with it with having pro- maybe the worst coach the Jets have had since I was a little kid with Kotite is, like, Belichick makes guys get better. Like, nobody, you know, uh, a lot of teams cut Chris Hogan, and then he came, and and they sort of taught him how to be good. And Gronk and Hernandez, those guys weren't picked in the first or the second round. They coached them up a little bit. And the bad teams, the players don't get better on them. And I think that's what's happening, even though it's a new coach. Now uh, they went from Caldwell to Patricia. It's still, like, the same idea, where people are just not improving there, especially on defense in Detroit. Uh that you know, you look at like who your coaches are hiring as like a you know their position coaches and their coordinators. Like, are these guys who, if you fired them tomorrow, would be snapped up? And if the answer is no, like you have bottom level coaches. Uh, anyway, so I have uh, uh, Arizona winning and Green Bay winning. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, uh, Cincinnati at the Chargers. Cincinnati officially done. Uh, the Chargers, you know, it's not impossible that they. You know, they keep winning. They're only a game behind Kansas City. And if Kansas City trips up at any point, you know, we've sort of locked Kansas City into the one seed in the, in the AFC. But there's, it's not impossible that, they, you know, the Chargers could catch them and win this division. Cincinnati's not trying. I do think this is ultimately it for Marvin Lewis. Uh, very sad. I, I do think Marvin Lewis. Uh, we've said that so many times before. I, but I just, they're just not trying anymore. Do you think Marvin Lewis gets an interview for another job? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Because there's this buddy-buddy system, right? Yeah, and then also, uh, you ha- if you have, I mean, if you have to interview a black what, candidate, what about like, this? He's a better, he's what a better African American candidate than most of them out there. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying he's getting interviews? Like a, at least a Rooney Rule interview. I'm wondering. Well, what about this? Hugh Jackson becomes the new coach of Cincinnati, which we've actually heard is a possibility. Be insane, and he hires Mar- and he, it, Marvin Lewis. And then he hires Marvin Lewis. Exactly. By the way, <laughs> I, 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 you joke. I would, I would totally be fine with the Jets making Bowles their defensive coordinator, like, like demoting him. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys yeah. did it not directly, but but Dave Campo like was their coach and then came back a couple years later as a position coach, which is probably a sign yeah. he was over promoted as coach. But like the, yeah, I, listen, swallow your pride. Like Todd Bowles, you're never going to get a job making as much as you would as the Jets' defensive coordinator, which would be head yeah. coach salary to be their DC. Like you should just do it. All right, so Chargers, you know, Chargers at KC will be, uh, you know, probably the game of the week next week, week 15. But uh, this week uh, they get an easy tune-up against Cincinnati. All right, Denver at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver's been on a crazy little run lately. Yeah, uh, Mullins fell back to earth. It is Denver. I don't think there's much to talk about. I, you don't think Denver has a chance to win out and make the playoffs, right? I think they do. I mean, it's between them and Baltimore for the sixth seed. I guess Tennessee no, is the I, I, conversation. I mean, I, I like Tennessee better. I like Miami better. I like Indianapolis better. My, Miami is so bad. I don't know what they're not. Saying. Oh, so you did? I, you posted your quarterback rings, and I've always been higher on Tannehill than most other people. And I he's I, been like perfectly average this yeah, year. He's by a league average quarterback. Like you, yeah. you. If you're the Dolphins, you want to move on from Tannehill this year, and you're not going to have a great draft pick unless you basically go one and three or zero and four. Uh, yeah, but he's also he's who are they improving? Can't stay like, healthy, yes, they could get some, they could get a Mahomes like prospect. You could try and snag somebody who's probably not going to start year one. Is there who are they going to get that's better than Tannehill to start opening day twenty nineteen? I don't think Winston's going to be available. Like who who are the Dolphins yeah, improving on? Ryan Tannehill between now and and September. I don't think they are. Yeah. Um, no idea. Yeah. 
I, uh, I okay, let's talk about Denver for a second. So yeah. you think they have no chance of making the playoffs. So are they going to win this week against San Francisco? Yes. Okay, 7-6. and six. They come home and face Cleveland. It's That's a coin toss game to me. Cleveland's right, a little better uh, than them, but they're at home. All right, 8-6. and six. Then they play Oakland, worst team in the NFL. Because yeah. guess what? Denver's 9-6. and six. You think they don't have a chance at the playoffs? And then who are they playing? Week? And they then they're hosting KC? the Chargers in Week 17, and that uh, could be a game where the Chargers are locked into the 5 seed. Yeah. Denver could win out. It's not impossible. Wow, that, that yeah. uh, Broncos-Raiders game. And by is, the way, you only need nine wins, I think, so they could leave and lose one of those and still make that it. That Broncos-Raiders game is the last Monday night football game of the year. Because they've had the, the night games this year yeah. have been much better than, than the last few years. They have not gotten unlucky. Yeah. They, they, they got yeah. a little bit hit with the grapple injury, but they were able to get, get out of the Sunday night versions of those games. That's an unwatchable game if, if Denver doesn't win their next two. So ESPN is praying for Denver these next two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's unwatchable anyway because Oakland is... No, if, listen, first. if you have one team that's... Do you see John Gruden's excuse, by the way, for why he uh, threw a flag, A, on a scoring play, and B, in the last two minutes, so it was doubly a play that you, don't challenge, that you cannot challenge because it's automatically reviewed. Did you hear about this? No. So he threw a flag on a pl- on a scoring play in the last two minutes. Oh yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he claims the next day that he did it on purpose because he wanted to make a point to Jerry Depoto. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it, it's it's a good thing for Raiders fans in Las Vegas that he's only got nine. Well, the the Denver Cleveland game is the Saturday night game next week. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the Saturday games are coming, which is good. All right, um, so let's let's keep moving until we get a decent game this week. Uh, we're still not there. New England at Miami. Uh, you seem to think Miami is better than the worst. Garbage What's the team line the again? League, Seven and a half. New England in Miami. Yeah. By the way, this was uh, so somebody said how um, a few people have said actually in the Facebook group that Bill Simmons cheats when he guesses the line. What a wild accusation! And, yeah. The the only game that he was off on by more than like one point this week was um, New England at Miami, where he does his classic, you know, "What was me? Oh, the Patriots aren't that good." Thing. Every week, he guesses the Patriots like three less points than they get. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, New England sucks. Excuse me. Miami sucks. New England's going to win easily. Do you disagree? Uh, no. Uh, Miami covers. New England wins. Okay. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh at Oakland. Uh, you know, again, Oakland's the worst team in the league. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Jalen Samuels, now third string uh, running back playing this week. A lot of fantasy implications as the fantasy playoffs begin. Uh, yeah, so Pittsburgh really threw the, uh, you know, with, with the Connor injury, threw like the fantasy world into chaos today because... Yeah, especially on Yahoo, where Jalen Samuels is a tight end. He's running back tight end eligible. I haven't really looked into why. Was he was he like on the depth chart? Is it an error? Do you know why? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, make, it, it did make sense at the time. The question, it's sort of like t- Ty Montgomery. The question is, do you switch the guy at a certain I don't point think you can lose. I think positions. the rule generally in all fantasy leagues is you can't you lose add, positional you access. Lose. You can only add during the year. Obviously, next year he wouldn't be... Yeah. T eligible. I don't know why um, he is on Yahoo and why he isn't on ESPN. I guess they use like different sources or yeah. whatever. Yahoo even said like we we know we screwed up. It's a mistake. Uh, like, but we can't change it. Um, and I didn't realize he was tight end eligible. So my opponent this week, who had Austin Hooper, um, I would have bought him even if I couldn't play Samuels just for my playoff opponent not to have him. Um, this is why fantasy. My opponent also in AYFFL has uh, Jalen Samuels this week. This is why fantasy is stupid. One of my opponents. We I have three opponents this week. The way we do things. Uh, All right. Uh, so Pittsburgh's going to win in Oakland, uh, regardless of no James Conner, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh's going to win in Oakland. Although I, if I if put a gun in my head, I'd say Samuels doesn't have a big fantasy game. 
Yeah, no, I, you know, Pittsburgh famously never splits the, you know, they give every single, you know, play basically. Yeah, but we don't know that Samuels and not Ridley. Ridley was washed up. Yeah, could be Stephen Ridley. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why people are assuming that it's going to be Samuels, but you know, it's a risky thing to do in in a playoff game to be starting a guy who's. Well, if you have a bad tight end, it's a very low risk. It's risky to start him over Kenyon Drake. If you're starting, yeah, if you're starting a tight end, yeah, over yeah anybody other than like you know top four Kelsey and yeah yeah, the top and Kittle who's number three. So Mm -hmm. all right. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. This By is the way, Thursday I night game. To it's funny because this game is always the joke game, right? This is usually like the worst game on the calendar. The Jaguars Titans Thursday night game, but this is actually a good game. Yeah, but Tennessee's very much in the race in the wild card. Yeah, race. and Jacksonville is an interesting team, even though they're they're only four and eight. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee's awful. Like Tennessee got beat up by the Jets for like fifty five minutes. That that should give them eight losses. I actually like the Jaguars in this game. All right, so you're picking Jacksonville on the road. I mean, the Titans couldn't move the ball on the Jets. Like, they're going to move the ball on the Jaguars who just shut out Andrew Luck. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee did go into Jacksonville earlier this year already. By the way, I mean, last week I beat you 3-2 to two on our games in which we disagreed. So this is our first one this week. Uh, you have Jacksonville, oh, Tennessee. Nice. Uh, and by the way, Cody Kessler might be better than Bortles with, like, you know, give yeah. him a few more weeks. Yeah, so. I don't agree with that. But All right, uh, Giants at Washington. So here's an interesting game. Washington now on their third quarterback, yeah, Sanchez. What's the line right now? Isn't it Washington by, like, one and a half? Washington something? was favored at one and a half going in, but even before the Monday night game, which was crazy yeah. to me, I thought. So what's the line But then now? Colt McCoy went down. So that line had to have moved. Like, to me, the Giants have to be favored. I mean, it's a four and eight team. It doesn't matter. It's a team with a competent player. Yeah, Washington. Oh, I see. It, uh, yeah, I'm right. The Giants have moved to three and a half point favorites. Favorites. Wow. Now you can, on and pick seven, you can get, you could because it stays as yeah. the opener, the line you you can get yeah, like the Giants at points, plus one, yeah. which is I'm going to pick the Giants to win uh, this game, which every single person is going to pick. How could you pick Mark yeah. Sanchez? It's not just Mark Sanchez. Like he's worse it's a Mark than Sanchez he's who so much worse plays. than Mullins or Bethard. You Mark Sanchez and you can't block yeah. for him. He doesn't know what's going on. I mean, the guy like their street guards are. But did hot. you see like, his butt recovery on Monday night? Yeah. Sure. You know, I'm not a big butt fumble guy. No, but this was great. It was like, you know, whatever the opposite of a, a butt fumble is. I think it's a butt recovery where he uh, landed on a fumble and recovered it that yeah. way. Yeah, these does, they don't yeah. do anything for me, me the butt stuff. <laughs> butt stuff doesn't do it. So you're, you're not an ass man. No, well, not if Mark Sanchez is. <laughs> All right, uh, Carolina at Ironically, Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, we're getting to some games with a, a little bit of interest here. Carolina free-falling. Down to six and six, it's still going to come down, I think, to Carolina and the Vikings uh, for the final uh, wild card spot. And Carolina, I think this is yeah. a really good game, um, but I, I, I like I'm so nervous about if if the Browns can can block the Panthers in this game. It's really you could like the game could start and be like, oh yeah, they can't block Mayfield's just getting smashed all game. Yeah, I'm going to pick Carolina. It might partially be a wishful thinking on my part, but. Um, Excuse me, I'm going to pick Cleveland. Man, they're, it's so how Cleveland. weird. There has to be more to that story. I didn't really look into it that they fired two position coaches yesterday. That's a weird in-season move. Like they fired Brady Hoax being of, former uh, Michigan, former coaches, Michigan yeah. coaches. Like I don't it, th- th- like were they just like Yeah, not showing it's, up it is a weird thing. Meetings? It's like, like well, you want to get the attention of a team in free fall, but yeah, I don't understand. So this guy loses his job like was he doing a bad job specifically? I've never really understood. Yeah. That. And I like Sam Mills was the assistant, which is also weird because he's well, like he's got there. like a relationship because he's like a historical guy with the franchise. Yeah, he's like one of their best. He's like yeah. the best player in team history. It's weird that he was the assistant D line yeah. coach. Um, but you really do NFL. Uh, unless your name is Greg Williams' son, <laughs> you really need to work your way up. Uh, you know, like even like Belichick's kid is not like a position coach yet. I don't think. Like he, you really need to wait, work your way up. Yeah, like, the, you know, the, you're completely the wrong. On this. Yeah, NFL coaching is the most nepotistic of every single sports coaches. 
It's nepotistic. No, you no, need you to don't. start Look at, at Scott the bottom. Turner. I'm Look, you, like, every guy's son, Schottenheimer. I mean, there's a million of these guys. Just because Belichick doesn't I, do it, I, doesn't... I think they start on the bottom. Yeah, they get a job through nepotism, but I still think they have to nah, do they their offense coordinators. Their you can become an offense like, coordinator at like a middle tier, you know, big five, big six uh, uh, program, easily. Would it, who a, can? A, a, any son of a famous coach? Show, Minnesota give me an would example. hire you tomorrow. That's Minnesota pays their offensive coordinator like five hundred grand. <laughs> That's a real job. They can't. They're not. No, I'm not talking kids. about the Vikings. They I'm talking about the university. They might get a quarterback job. Yeah, I understand. They pay their quarterback. They pay their. Oh, have you like, seen? You know a, have you seen a Minnesota a college football game recently? Because their offense has got garbage. I'm not Although saying they, they have a they good offense. They went into Wisconsin somehow. That they're making a lot of money. They beat down the Badgers. They, uh, they, you know. Well, the Badgers. The Wisconsin's really yeah, bad. Still, this year. Minnesota going into Wisconsin and getting a win is a is a big victory. They became bowl. I don't. Um, well, listen, the, the power is shifting out west in the big in the Big Ten. Yeah. Everyone knows that. All right. Um, so, are you picking uh, Cleveland with me, or you think Carolina turns it around? No, I'm picking Carolina, but I am very much looking forward to that yeah, game. Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting game. Uh, and uh, Cleveland's a one point favorite at home. By the way, five four o'clock games. I love when yeah, that we happens. Need more four o'clock. We rarely four get the five yeah. four o'clock games. Uh, because eight is the max to me to track all the one o'clock games. Eight is the absolute yeah. max. It's also it's just if there's nine one o'clock games, there's a game that I've not seen one play of. It's in the third quarter. It's always like ten yeah. seven. But also after five o'clock, like, oh, the red zone gets on. slow when you only have three or four late games. When there's three games, like you'll occasionally have to go back to like Hanson or Siciliano. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, the like, Siciliano keeps showing you the highlights of the day. That's not fun. It, so. Yeah. All right, Indy at Houston. Yeah. Stop apologizing. Uh, for you me. know, Houston somehow has won nine games in a row, the least impressive nine-game winning streak ever. The defense is pretty good, yeah. obviously. <laughs> With every win, people get less than less. Yeah, you know. But Indy just got shut out Texas in Jacksonville. Chances. Andrew Luck's a yeah. Hot I, I almost wonder if that's if that's like a throw out the result type of game. If it just made well, no sense. Uh, you can't throw it out if you're Indy because uh, but, basically you're plow. I mean, you got to basically pretty much win out now. To get a playoff spot. No, but I'm saying like, is it? I, I mean, I like Houston in this game, but if they couldn't block against uh, the Jaguars, like the the Texans guys right now, are Watt and Merciless and and Clowney are just like running roughshod through linemen. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Like, so I pick back. Houston also. Uh, but yeah, but that that mm-hmm. offense looks really good. All right, uh, New Orleans at Tampa. We're, this is a game, obviously, in Week One. Tampa went into New Orleans. Fitz Magic. Yeah, I think not, you're too you're too hyped on on Tampa winning this that week one game. Week one doesn't. No, I'm not hyped on that. But Tampa, you know, Tampa, Tampa just beat Carolina at home this past week. Tampa doesn't have much of a defense, but their offense can score. We know that, and you know they have like four relevant receivers. It's it's Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys and Deshaun Jackson. Like all these it guys is weird. Coming it is weird. How many yeah. how many good receivers? Uh, they have. And New Orleans and Braid is good too. They also like they had Howard Braid. New Orleans, it, it, you know. Crazy. There was a couple games where Brees had three or four touchdown passes that sort of masked the fact that they weren't really moving the ball that much on offense. Yeah. But there, I mean. Uh, look, I think New Orleans is going to go into Tampa and win, but I think Tampa. this is a game that's worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah. game. All right. So I have uh, New yeah. Orleans. All right. Winning. Baltimore, Kansas City. Uh, you know, Kansas City, obviously, you know, we didn't talk about Kareem Hunt. I don't think we have any, uh, you know, uh, really wise or thoughtful. Uh, comments to make here. no i mean i did before i knew that he had two more things i did think like oh no the patriots are going to claim him like i would claim him just to stop the patriots from claiming him but i, I think the owner by the way dan snyder 100 percent wanted to 
Well, here's the thing. If you don't claim Ruben Foster, I think you could well, probably but, uh, claim Let's talk about Ruben Foster for a second. So asset. Washington comes up with like the most idiotic uh, explanation in the world. They send out Doug Williams. They misspell his name. He, he gives some. They then they claim that they asked the other Alabama players in their team. All the Alabama players on the team said no one asked me. They're just caught lie after lie. And mm-hmm. then like three days later, Bruce Allen finally comes forward and says, "Well, we did our own investigation, and we have a different side of the story." Right, which doesn't even Let's appear to be. Let's say, true. for argument's sake, that that's true. Then why didn't you say that at any point in the last three days when there's like this whole clusterfuck happening? Which is why I think it's obviously a lie. It's because Snyder, Dan Snyder, has no like yeah. awareness of it's situations really like this. Like he can't anticipate. Everyone saw the second this happened. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, there's the backlash." But I'm sure he didn't even this. And it sounds insane, but I, Dan Snyder probably didn't realize that there would be backlash to this move. He probably thought like, "Well, we'll claim him. We won't even get him because like, of course, everyone's going to claim this guy." Like, it's not even worth it for Foster. At least for Kareem Hunt, you have, like, a top-five running back who makes no money and is young. At least risk your organization's reputation for an asset. Yeah. Foster's yeah, never going to play. He's going to get in trouble five year, more times. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any so sense. So you think Kareem Hunt will be back in the NFL? Yeah, I think Kareem Hunt – And I mean, if the worst thing he did, which is still horrible, but I'm, if a story comes out that he did – a second thing that's even worse. But we have three things uh, now. Like if he hit another woman, fine. The, the fact that he got into a bar fight, I'm not losing a And by the way, someone pointed out, after. and it's uh, quite a good point, how you know, like all these NFL teams are such liars. When the Chiefs took Tyreek Hill, they said on draft night, we're going to look out for this guy. We're going to set him up with counseling and anger management and all these things to make sure that you know the kinds of things don't happen again. And then, um, mm-hmm. and then Kareem Hunt, who had at least one, two, or, th- or three inc- violent incidents, in, you know, in the 2018 calendar year alone, that the Chiefs knew about, even if they didn't know about the video, they knew about these various incidents. He was asked in that weird Sunday morning interview, "Have you um, undergone counseling or anything like that?" Has the t- and he's like, "No." He's like, "Yeah, maybe I would do that, but no, I haven't." So, well, so then the Chiefs are liars because if they're not doing with him, I assume they're not doing with Hill, which means they just said they were doing with Hill for you know PR purposes. Well, they didn't know, like, but Hill was a known entity. Like, well, why why would they give all fifty? I'm not not, not all three. They they knew Kareem Hunt had all these violent incidents this offseason. They didn't know the video. They didn't yeah. know exactly what happened, so but they knew they he was involved in these violent incidents. Yeah. So how did they not put him yeah. in counseling? Uh, and again, I, I don't yeah, think they're doing question. with Tyreek Hill either. I think they're just liars. And, you know. If there was a video of Tyreek Hill, he'd be in trouble also. But, uh, all, you know, leaving all that aside. I mean, listen, you work in this world. You're a lawyer. Like, you know that, or like, major organizations, like, major companies just make stuff yeah. up. Like, it's like they could lie. Nobody's calling yeah. them on it. No beat writer is doing an investigation into <laughs> domestic violence because they want their access yeah, to find out, right. you know, if uh, if the backup quarterback's achy exactly. back is going to keep him yeah. out of uh, Sunday or not. Like, I, I hate access journalism more than anything yeah. on earth. All right. And, well, speaking uh, of all that, Baltimore no good, at Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore with a big win mm-hmm. at Atlanta. Is uh, is Lamar Jackson keeping this job? You underrate Baltimore. Baltimore is a playoff team. I, I underrate them. Is I picked them as a six seed going into the season. John Harbaugh? And I still have him as a six seed. Is who? Is who? Oh, I was asking, is Lamar is Jackson keeping, keeping the job? Yeah. So Joe Flacco's done. Oh, yeah, yeah. The players, the players are behind Lamar Jackson. Joe Flacco's done in Baltimore. Flacco's going to be a mess. Flacco's not going to handle this the way, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts. All right, Hurts so which team it. is Joe Flacco on next year? It's <sighs> a good question. <laughs> can, he, can he mentor Sam Darnold into how to draw pass interferences? I mean, what is Baltimore? So now, let me, I, I, say, I don't know how his cap works, but someone had a great idea for mm-hmm. the Jets. Because the Jets have like a hundred something million cap from the you know, it wasn't it wasn't anyone in the Jets front office. <laughs> no, it was not. Why not pull an Osweiler with, with, with a Flacco type? <laughs> Take it's a really good idea. Just take him on trade for him. Uh, who cares? Cut him afterwards. Take him on your roster. Take you take the cap hit, 
and get a real asset for that. Buy you know a second round draft pick for taking Flacco. It's a, because they don't have a second round pick. The Jets traded their second round pick as part of the Darnold trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give away yes, the, you give away so the, the pick same in order thing. to dump your the contract. Take an yeah. asset to to take Flacco. That's what the Jets should do. Yeah, it's a good idea because you're you're picking a second round pick over you know spending a million dollars. You know, does Baltimore uh, eight, million need, dollars. Yeah, I don't. On, does Baltimore need to do that to get under his contract? Yeah, Flacco has. I mean, some money Flacco has as a crazy deal. Yeah, but it was crazy. I in think they're one. stuck for next year. I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive. Yeah, by the way, you're right. He does. Yeah, he has a $26 million cap hit next year. So uh, to and me, ne- I and think next year's a- the last year. Then you can cut him. After Could that. you get a first round pick for a team that makes the playoffs for that, for taking that? Yeah. Like a first for a fourth swap or something. Yeah. The Jets, so the Jets, I said this to you, but the Jets traded their second round pick for Darnold. They got a third round pick for Bridgewater. So you think, okay, no big deal, second to third, except the Jets' second round pick is going to be like 34, and the Saints, who whose third round pick they have, is going to be 96. So that's really like a two round full two round difference. Yeah. Uh, so they have two third round picks. Congratulations, but they're not going to be picking from four until until sixty seven or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kansas City, you have winning at home against Baltimore. Uh, yeah, but I think Baltimore is going to keep it close. All right. Philly at Dallas. Uh, this is a must win game for the Philadelphia Eagles. If they lose this game, their season's over. The next week they go at the Rams. They'd be six and seven. They'd almost certainly lose that. They'd be six and eight, and then uh, you know then they're done for sure. So, Do you agree that when the Cowboys are relevant and playing big games, especially at home, you know, with the, all the shots that Jerry Jones, they inevitably choke like a big game, but they're almost always exciting and close. Like, no, why, why do you say they're exciting? You're the problem. You're the one who's putting them on national TV every week. The Cowboys are the, the most boring I, I just team. Think, I hate them. I hate watching them. I hate everything about them. Yes, the actual product on the field on offense. No, on defense, they're an interesting defensive team. But I agree, the product on offense is not especially interesting. They, you know, other than Zeke Elliott, like. Yeah. I just think that I there like is Dak a Prescott's they are star like the tattoos Yankees. on like his elbows. Their games just matter a little bit more than a lot of the other games. Yeah, uh, the I Cowboys mean, th- in a pl- the Cowboys in a Week 14 like playoff style matchup matters more than the Carolina Panthers in a divisional playoff game. Yeah. They just do. Yeah, nobody cares about the Panthers. All right, I want I want the Eagles to win this game. I want the NFC East to stay interesting, but I'm picking yeah. the Cowboys. I'm going to pick the Eagles. Okay. And is that because even though have... I've been I've been riding the Dak bandwagon for a while, I just I I just like the way the Eagles are playing. I mean, now that they've the moved the Hayden, also the Eagles like... are playing very badly. I mean, they beat they beat Mark Sanchez yesterday. Congratulations! All right, I do, I think now that Tate has been acclimated to the offense, which he was in the last game, so now you have Tate, Jeffrey, uh, Zach Ertz. And... Je- you're bragging about Jeffrey? Okay, three catches for 31 yards. Boy, you have. Well, that. he's not getting passes thrown. It's not like he's not getting open. He was just like traded in, in my fantasy league for a, for a backup tight end. So that's you shouldn't value. brag that you could make trades still in your stupid fantasy league. That that obvi- like it, it 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 your fantasy league is trash if you can make trades in December. Why? It's not a keeper league, so there's no risk of people you know like throwing things. Why? Why is the team in eleventh place trying to win a game? They should be out of the pl- hunt, the hunt. Why? Because first of all, we have weekly prizes. Second of all, we have personal pride on the line. This is a league with a sixteen-year grand history. Everyone counts. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I the eleventh place team should not be. There should not be trades in December. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. The number two game of the week. Uh, talking about teams that are not enjoyable to watch. The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, shudder. Uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle basically locked into that five seed now. For the Vikings, if they lose this game... I don't think they're playing this week like they're locked into a seed with four weeks to go. I think that's a little silly. But, I mean, okay, Seattle is 7-5, and five, correct? Yeah. Here's their remaining schedule uh, after this week. They play San Francisco, so that's an automatic win, okay? We're going to make it 8-5. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then they play um, 
who do they play in week? And then they play Arizona at home in week 17. So that's another odd one. So they're mm-hmm. nine and five. So they're nine and five already. Uh, their other two games are difficult. But even if they were to lose both and be nine and seven, they have the tiebreaker over Carolina. If they beat the Vikings, they'll have the tiebreaker. Well, if they lose this game, then the Vikings are in the fifth seed. Yeah. Well, if they lose this game, yes. So the Vikings. The Vikings, three games after this, are pretty easy. They play Miami, Detroit, and then Chicago at home in Week 17 in a game that might not even mean anything for Chicago. Um, the Vikings, it goes without saying, have to win all those three games. But if they win this game in Seattle, then that Week 17 game will be for the division and will probably be the flex game in Week 17. Right. If if the Bears lose at home to the Rams, which I'm not sure they will, but if they do, and if the Vikings win in Seattle, there's a half-game difference, then yeah. if you got, you know, it, yes. there's, it's an almost certainty that you will... Yes. Um, and I mean, maybe you guys would choke the Miami game, but you know, you would. No. You would uh, I mean, more likely choke the Detroit. And then Detroit. that's the Sunday night game, our elusive Sunday night yes, game. Yes, in week seventeen, Chicago for sure. Game. But um, I think it's moot because I think the could Vikings it be? Lose. Could the Vikings it, have could not it be beat, a scenario? You know, I hate to sound like these trolls I've been mocking all year, but the Vikings. Name a good team the Vikings have beaten this year, and the answer is there is none. They beat Green Bay. Right. Well, let me ask you a question. Green Bay let's say it's not. Let's say um, it's nine and six Chicago versus eight six and one. Minnesota, so it's still for the division, but yeah. they each lose a game, which is realistic. Yeah, they go one and one after this week. Yeah, would the loser miss the playoffs in Chester Rings? Like, would it be for the division with no safety net? Because, well, it's not so exciting if the if the winner's four and the loser's going to be five or six. Yeah, you say that, but they did do that a couple of years ago with the Vikings and the Packers. Only when they have no chance. I'm just saying, for me, it's not that's not exciting. I'm not staying up late to watch that game if it's on at three in the morning. Yeah, well, basically, it would be a game to see who hosts them in, in, playing each other the next week. And it doesn't, you know, that that's exciting for you, but that's not that's not like well, keeping so, me. So uh, here's the know. question: So under that scenario, the Bears would have a tiebreaker over Seattle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because they beat Seattle. Uh, the Bears and Carolina did not play each other, so it would come down to conference record. So I'm not exactly sure. So you know, it, 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 I don't know yet. There could be a scenario between the Bears and the Vikings where the winner makes the playoffs and the loser wins the division and the loser goes home. There could be a scenario mm-hmm. where the winner wins the division and the loser is still the wild card, and then it's you know less interesting, as you said. But yeah, so we'll see. But th- th- that, but in order for that to happen, the Rams have to beat the Bears this week, and the Vikings have to beat Seattle this week, and uh, only one of those is going to happen. So I have Seattle winning. Okay. Uh, yeah, at Seattle at home, it's just hard I for mean, me to pick against them. I mean, it's every year in late October, early November, Russell Wilson just flips. The I switch. think this game comes down to last second field goal. Uh, Seattle wins. Minnesota misses a field goal. Well, that's very bad news for the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota. It's hopefully it's Seattle kicking it. Minnesota misses. Yeah. Um, so you have Seattle winning, I assume. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, game of the week. Here you go, Josh Cantor. Your stupid Chicago Bears, eight and four, hosting the best team in the NFL. Um, I think the Rams are going to wipe the floor with. Uh, I don't think so. I think Chicago I think uh, you know the Bears will probably. <laughs> Make it uh, their life a little tough for the fir- beginning of the game, maybe the first half. But yeah, the Rams are going to win. Uh, you know, it is it is interesting to see what this Bears defense, what the pass rush can do against the Rams. Obviously, Jared Goff did not look that great against uh, Detroit last week. They you know they did enough to win because they were mm-hmm. playing Detroit. Uh, I just I, you know I've been saying this all year. I think Chicago is you know I have them number five or number six, whatever I have in my power rankings. But I still think I just don't think that they have the offensive firepower to run with a team like the Rams or the Saints. So maybe I'll be wrong. We'll see. But my pick is I'm picking the Rams. I'm picking them to cover. How about the three-game stretch of, of the night game? Sunday night is Rams-Bears. Monday night is Vikings-Seahawks. And then Thursday night is Chiefs-Chargers. So really amazing stretch. Rams-Eagles is a big game, although if the Eagles lose to Dallas, that game really is rough, I think. Because I also it might mean that the Eagles aren't great and then the Rams destroy them. And then Monday night, New Orleans-Carolina is a big game, too. So... Yeah, I mean, well, ne- so next week, as you said, we start the Saturday games. 
The Saturday games aren't great. It's Houston at your Jets and Cleveland at Denver. So those aren't great next week. Um, yeah, the Sunday night game next week I think is going to be meaningless. The Monday night game will be good because, again, Carolina is in a must-win situation. Is there any reason why they can't flex that Pittsburgh-New England game? I guess that's already CBS protected it as the late, as the national uh, game. Uh, yes. And by the way, there's, o- there's only two late games next week, and one of them is meaningless Seattle-San Francisco. So Red Zone is going to suck next week. Uh, mm-hmm. in Wait, can, can, all right, so I just got a late-breaking update. I'm not sure if you're going to let me talk about this. Um, but your brother said... I, I just got a message from brother does not know we're live saying, can you talk about the great Chester drama going on right now on the podcast? Do you know, you don't know about this? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, no. So here we go. This is from, can I talk about this? This is from Sammy Chester. Right, do your, does your dad listen to the podcast? No. Okay. Cause I'm not sure how great he's going to come on. So your parents decided last month that when they left the country, they, they have a, they have a summer place uh, here in Israel that they told your brother and your other brother, you have two brothers. I didn't know that one of that they're both here. One of your brothers is here for postdoc that they can't use their winter home. Correct. And they put a new alarm to ensure they can't enter the house. Correct. What can, can you elaborate? Sure. You don't know my youngest brother, but he's not a person to be trusted. (laughs) So this is not, so they're not keeping, uh, Sammy, who listens out, they, but they are keeping your younger well, brother. You know, there's not much. I'm tr- there's only certain things I can say on this podcast, so I, I yeah. can tell you. Well, you can tell me the whole thing and then cut this whole thing out. <laughs> that is, but that is bananas. Like you realize your yeah. parents so, are insane. Basically, no offense. They don't trust my youngest brother's behavior, and they're concerned that um, that my other brother would cover for my youngest brother. So, okay, so he says I'm not defending te- it. I'm just explaining it. Tete and Sammy want to spend Shabbos Hanukkah in Yerushalayim. And he yeah. has to scroll through his friends. He might even ask one of the losers in our league to stay in their house. So, so Sammy, Sammy actually said, and if you know my youngest brother, you know why this is so hilarious. Sammy said to my dad, what if Shai wants to have a spiritual weekend in Jerusalem? And the reason that's funny is because if you were to rank all six billion people on earth in terms of spirituality, Shai would be dead last. Yeah. Does he fast uh, on Yom Kippur like he's nothing? For sure he does not fast on Yom okay. Kippur. Uh, so we, it must be great to not be the least favorite of your parents' kids. Yeah, he's, 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 he's an eyeless. You know, say what you will about the national socialism, but, you know, at least it's an ethos. Um, but, yeah, so, so anyway. He so says, he that, says uh, I, 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 your dad is obsessed with personal space and constantly afraid his stuff will be dirtied. Getting him to allow us to draft well, no, no. last year So was that's another struggle. part of it, which is Sammy, when he's been in the apartment, unsupervised, has damaged things and broken things and sort of covered it up or not mm. acknowledged it. I'm guessing right Fern's not going to let me stay there when, when Mary kicks By the way, out. this is all reportedly. I don't know. So I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, what, what my parents say. So Sammy may challenge the accuracy of that. I have no idea. But they say yeah. you know, he broke the car, or he broke the oven, or he broke this or that, or I don't know. So right. I don't know. Uh, but Tete, who cares? Trust, They're your freaking kids. Yeah, I would I would trust Tete. But um. <laughs> my parents are worried. Yeah, the hook up with Shiksa. But anyway, so yeah, so Sammy says to my dad, "Well, why can't he have a spiritual whatever?" So my dad's so as my dad pointed out, like my parents are are in that apartment. You called it a summer home or a winter home, but they're there six months a year. I was just explaining it to them. Yeah, you know. so half the year, my parents are happy to host um, either of their uh, other sons in that apartment as long as they're there to supervise the goings on. But it's still but, insane. Uh, I would go. I would like stop speaking to my parents over this. Well, so my parents actually purchased this apartment right shortly before my year abroad in Israel, uh, my my freshman year of college, mm-hmm. and they made similar threats to me, and I sort of had to find a way to finagle things. Like for example, after after the the fall holiday uh, extravaganza, when I had many friends over and various activities took place, yeah, they they told me that I wasn't a lot of people in the apartment afterwards. 
Right. So I, we, I had a similar we, thing. My parents rented a place, and I had like, yeah. I mean, I got sleeping in the sukkah. I had like a room with like eight, one room with like yeah. eight guys. I mean, I, I was waking up in the sukkah every morning next to people I had never met before. So I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on. Yeah, similar situation. Like, only and only friends from high school, right? I hadn't made because our it was. No, it was friends from from high school, from camp, from all over. I mean, also See, I didn't you know, have from I didn't have like just racial York, friends so. yet. It was just yeah, the high school I had friends from different places. Point. Yeah, um, it wasn't like but basically, yet. my friends would like like run into people at two in the morning who needed a place to stay, and they'd say, "Oh, just come sleep in the sook with the yeah. other people." So. Yeah, we had that. Well, Andrew Parver, uh, we made him sleep in the sook every night. Be, 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 my friend Benny Casper was like really sick over the whole of Sukkot, so he wasn't allowed to go out at night. My mom would like basically like, babysit him by himself. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'd he have to, he'd play, he would nice he would play like he'd play cards with my uh, with my sister who at the time was like a twelve or thirteen or whatever. My um, sister so, when they came, Sean Olive was three months old. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> they literally brought a three month old. My Sean Olive. Um, so that's insane. So one night, uh, another friend of ours who I won't say his name on the podcast because he's now an upstanding citizen. Yeah, uh, he was he was so inebriated that he came home and uh, he didn't make it to the sukkah where he was supposed to be sleeping. He like passed out of the bathroom. Yeah. And this guy is also like like a, a champion wrestler and just like a really strong like he's like he's like a brick of a human and and Benny is a rather slight fellow, and so uh, Benny was sleeping on a mattress in the floor in the bedroom closest to the bathroom, and yeah. and and the and the other guy at some point in the night came to woke up crawled his way to the bedroom, which was the nearest room and crawled onto the bed and fell asleep on top of Benny. <laughs> <laughs> and Benny literally was trapped under him, sort of uh, like that girl in Seinfeld who Kramer passes out under and on top of right. and couldn't escape because this guy is so much bigger and stronger than he was. Yeah. <laughs> so he had a large drunk uh, Russian on top of him, which is uh, pretty funny. But anyways, yeah, so my parents said after that whole extravaganza that I was no longer permitted to be to have friends in the apartment. And so the weekend that they left to go back to America, my friend Rafi uh, and I went that next night back to the apartment. And I told Rafi, I said, you're not allowed in the apartment. So I made him sleep on the porch all night. <laughs> Rafi Rossman. Yeah, I was I was I was taking my parents' instructions literally. Um, yeah, Rafi Rossman, who visited me in England this past week. I also had because um, I, I had two baby sisters, so my three year old called me EE because she couldn't say Akiva. So Rafi Rossman used to call me EE. Um, all right, are we done? Is yeah, I think we're done. Chester, draw. All right, Chester right. just told me a long story. He's gonna have to edit out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like when you're when you're a parent of older kids it's boys they're just gonna come like gonna ruin your stuff and you're just gonna have to i, I feel like we're coming full circle and no one's gonna know what we're talking about because we just uh we just had to cut something yeah out. i'm gonna have to edit out a lot of that um but yeah just let your kids do whatever you want don't isolate yeah. your all right akiva so good luck to your jets losing this week uh, moving up in the draft I, it's weird because oh so let me say one thing like if you've looked at the draft, which I'm sure you haven't, it's like the top like 13 guys are two QBs, one left tackle, and 10 defenders. And the Jets only need offense, but now there's this sort of school of thought that's emerged the last two months, like in the in the Chiefs-Rams era, which is that defense doesn't matter at all. Jets fans want the Jets to only draft defensive players. The idea is like, who cares how good your defense is, and especially who cares how good your defense is when you can't pass the ball. You worry about a defense later, like what you know the Colts did with Andrew Luck. Um, but now, what do you do in a draft if every single good player is a defender? Like th- those I mean, you guys can also are trade down. But there's n- going to be no value. It's not like someone else. It- it's like oh, I the think the way Golden these drafts Pink- work every year in December, the quarterbacks are you know two tiers lower. By the time you get to April, the top three picks are quarterbacks because people have convinced themselves. You know, uh, so there are definitely years where QBs don't go at the top. Like I mean, Deshaun Carson Wentz and Jared Goff were picked. nowhere near number one. I picks agree, in but December. then then the year after that, what about Watson? The next year. Yeah, but three other quarterbacks went ahead of him. Like Watson was the fourth for, quarterback picked? Or what, wasn't he? I mean, Trubisky. 
Right. right. And Trubisky Mahomes went 10, Watson went 12, Trubisky yeah. went 2. Right. So there's only That's one guy in the very top there. And I think there would be two, probably, this year. Herbert and uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. But yeah, so, Well, it's very early, is my point. But just the idea is, if it is, def- like the year the Jets picked Leonard Williams 6, like if it is just defenders at the top, like though you can't get a lot of value from those picks. Everyone, ev- everyone some years wants to trade down. Yeah, right, Trubisky's let's, two. let's talk about the NFL draft in April, not in December. All right. All right, I'll see you next week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Judah, our faith was banned. Even Antiochus said no more Torah could be read. Judah, Maccabees 
know what really matters Thanks to God our people are free Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.